Fergie wow. was a good singer. What do you mean was? Oh, uh, God. She can't talk anymore. Oh. <laughs> Since the national anthem fiasco? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, treason. Tre- <laughs> <laughs> Since the treason of national... Traitors. Yo. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. What's up with you? (laughs) I got something to say. Tell me. Okay. I know. I've been thinking about it. We talk about like how we're, we are not a podcast about bad movies, right? We're a podcast about movies that did badly. Well, that's not necessarily, but go on. Do you you know what our podcast is about? (laughs) That's what, well, shit, I guess not. No, not not always, not necessarily. We do we talk about movies that were extremely successful? Pearl Harbor was extremely successful. But it was rated poorly. Yes, but it made a shit ton of money. So did Gone in 60 Seconds. So okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That it's not about We're here to talk about how the measures of success not are, aren't always that simple. Let's put it that way, I guess. Okay, so I guess I still don't know what the fuck we do. No. Uh we can talk <laughs> about it later. We're canceled, guys. I'm sorry. Why? What did you want to say about that? Just that. Just that. Like, you know, I know we're talking about Lord of War today. But it just made me think of yeah. It the the lo- it's not a low ceiling movie, but of course it, it is. is yeah, but I don't know. I just got a soft spot for it. You my, do in my big old heart. I actually um I did, and I feel like my opinion of this movie has shifted downwards. Yeah, because <laughs> um, we got older, and you know we can read. It yeah, so uh, yeah. So Lord of War, an Andrew Nichol film. You're listening to the low ceiling. I'm John. You're pre. Yeah. And this movie, I watched it twice this week, and I'm a little bit... I, I have changed my opinion of it for the worst. Most of the movies we do, I either like more or still remain... convict. My conviction remains the same about them. This is one of the rare ones where I'm like, I think I might I like this movie less now that I have delved, delved my <laughs> thoughts into it for a second, you know? Yeah. What do you mean? What's wrong with it? It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Don't say Jarrett Leto. Well, yeah. well, that's the forbidden J word on this start. podcast. Yeah, let's start with Jordanito. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what a silly goose! That yeah, guy. what a guy! Yeah, what a silly goofy <laughs> guy! What a silly goose guy! What are your thoughts on our sweet director Andrew Nichols? Let's start there. I don't know a lot about him. I know he wrote, um, fucking what's it called? Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. which what a banger! Right. Which it, it sh- yeah, but Largely it's also loved. Sh- yeah, but it's also shocking because the writing in this movie is so bad. Yes, like it's <laughs> shockingly bad in this film. Yeah, and I don't like I don't like to just trash someone. Like I don't like to generally just like trash the quality of a thing without really considering what the reasons are. Mm-hmm. And and lots of times, like there are reasons why something is just not of the quality you want but sure one thing that one thing that i really really here's a couple things about the writing that i like straight up i'm just like this is just bad stuff like, like just here and here here here's the things this film is like full of cliches okay. like really cliched kind of like language and dialogue yeah the other thing too is like it's full of these, I don't want to call them non sequiturs, but they're like these lines that someone says and you're like, it, it's like a, a line where you're just like, you, you, it's in your head for about 15 minutes and then you're like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? I, and I, I'll give you an example. Okay. Right at the very beginning of the film, you have a shot of Nicolas Cage saying like, we moved from uh, Ukraine to Brighton Beach, little Odessa. Brighton Beach, New York. And he says, we exchanged one hell for another. And I'm like, what hell? Like, what do you mean? Like, so, yes, it's they the, came the from... the drug city. Right, they came, but they came from the Soviet bloc. Yeah. As a family. Their entire family is alive, and they run a restaurant. So, I, I have a hard time being like, you've come from the USSR, 
and now you think this is also ha- like what do you t- what does that mean and and then but they never get into it they never delve well, delve into it and the other one which is more egregious it, it has to do with Jared Leto and we'll get to that later <laughs> uh-huh. um but it's like and we talked about it remember we talked about it about why it's so bad and we'll get to that because this comes up in a certain plot it's a point. special dialogue no 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 i'm not talking about that one. Oh <laughs> that's shit a different that one's just straight up bad <laughs> but i'm talking about the one suspense i oh my god i'm talking about a different a different point where nick cage's voiceover says something about jared leto's character yeah and then you're just kind of like that that's bullshit that's just nonsense like it's so stupid huh yeah and we'll get to that but anyway yeah so lord of war lord obviously of i love this movie <laughs> the thing is too is that like i do like this movie yeah it it could have been so much better and more interesting yeah and there are parts of it that are good and the like whole idea behind it i think is enough to make it a watchable film but the more i kind of think about it the more i, I i'm like frustrated by it you know yeah yeah Damn, I was going to say something totally different. Go on. Because I, I like that some of the dialogues are super corny. And I like that they're such like theatrical fucking uh, like gangbangers or like gun runners who just f- bloat how they talk in real life. I can see what Andrew Nichols trying to do with uh, some of that character writing. He... Obviously, with all the voiceover and the like, breaking the fourth wall stuff, he's trying to lean into that Goodfellas type vibe yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's very inspired by Goodfellas, right? Definitely, and which everybody like knows and loves, right? Through because it's done in a more more subtle way, and it's not kind of corny. But like Joe Pesci gets away with saying some of the stuff that Jared Leto and Nicolas Cage would not get away with, but. The yeah, like the the issue I have in this is like it doesn't. Uh, oftentimes, things things will happen in this movie, or people will say things where I'm just kind of like, you haven't really sufficiently explained why that is something someone would do or say. And a really good example of this is um, the entire genesis of his gun running career mm-hmm. is like he walks into a hotel and he sees a man almost get killed in a botched assassination and then he's <laughs> yeah. like oh i should be a gun runner yeah. it's what like where does that come from <laughs> like that's how that's how it's held how the, the thing though is like what part of nicholas cage's character by that at that point has been established to be like oh he makes incredibly stupid and rash decisions like that's the thing is like it's so like it's so contrived in a way you're just kind of like this is just to get the plot moving forward yeah. you know yeah. like and and the part where he he wants to cut Leto in on the business mm-hmm. and he's like it's such a weird co- i find this conversation baffling i find it so strange <laughs> not because it's like it it works for the movie yeah but there's this like he the weird way that they talk about it nicholas cage should say to jared Leto, hey listen I've decided I want to start selling guns. Do you want to help me? But he doesn't say that. No. He's like, he's like, whenever I see people get shot on the newspaper, I don't think about who's shooting who. I think about why aren't they shooting them with my guns? And Jared Leto's like, what are you going to open a gun store? And Nicolas Cage is like, no, I want to sell guns. And then Jared Leto's like, oh, okay. And it's like, why? Like, they're not having a real (laughs) conversation. Like, at no point does anyone have a normal fucking conversation in this movie. And it drives me fucking crazy yeah but that would have been a different movie that would have been a different more serious film altogether i just don't think it's done very well that's no i just don't think it's done that well no you know it's it's like a little too it's like too cute by half it's like too pithy yeah 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 that it it starts to like really grind on me the more and i watched this movie twice in the last week so i'm just like annoyed (laughs) but yeah and that's the, the thing is like we're gonna get to it but there's some other lines in this where i cannot i can't keep a straight face what's your absolute them. favorite line i'm not gonna talk about it right oh, now god damn it yeah i'm not because i want to talk about some of the lines that i thought were great and that you know can the, we wait for the plot points to go sure. through them? Yeah. okay okay yeah okay so lord of war it, it's about it stars nicholas cage it's got bilbo baggins in it uh, yeah. It's got Bridget Moynihan. It's got Jared Leto. Four four actors who we have talked about in previous episodes yeah. quite extensively. Uh, we talked. We if you go back and listen to the iRobot episode, mm-hmm. I excitedly talked about how we should definitely cover Lord of War because of Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Bridget Moynihan's character sucks so bad. She's in this not film. even in this, dude. And 
her her whole relationship with Nick Cage is inexplicable. <laughs> it is one of the most confusing things ever. Yeah, it's also the way he covets her and gets her. It's like, but ha- ha- is she older than him? Maybe was she? Have they? Did he know who she was when? Because they're, they're ostensibly like the same age. Possibly but like, was he horny for this model? Like yes, it's like it it it. The way the movie kind of, and I've been confused about this since the first time I saw this movie. Yeah. It was like, I was like, wait, was Bridget Moynihan, did she just freeze in time at 27? And then Nicolas Cage was a child who admired her and then grew up to be a man. Like, is it, it's a, it's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, because like, like when they introduce uh, Nicolas Cage's character in Odessa, when he's like, I've come from blah, blah, blah to now yeah. fucking USA. Is he, I think he's meant to be 20s. Because he's got longer hair. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The guy it's based on, right? The Victor. Very recently in the news. Yes. Victor Bout. So that guy is now maybe only 60. He's pretty old, man. I think. Yeah. Or or at the time, he must have been in his 50s, which would mean that Nick Cage's character would have been late 20s. I do not think. I didn't look into this at all because I didn't want to. I don't think anything having to do with Ava Fontaine and Nicolas Cage's character has any basis in truth. Though. No. I just think that gun running does. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And this is another issue with the movie. A lot of the family stuff, the personal relationship mm-hmm. shit, that's just there to be a pawn to Nicolas Cage's Dramatized. character. Dramatized, yeah. And that's what makes it so fucking bad. <laughs> and that's also what makes Bridget Moynihan's character so just atrociously No bad. character. She's got nothing going and, on and there. And yeah, we'll get more into that when he seduces her. Like, I just... It, <sighs> I sound like really annoyed. Like I don't yeah. think this movie is like terrible, but there is so much about it that dro- drove me insane these last couple watches. So I have a question for you though. Yeah. Because this movie made me think about like if I worked for a company mm-hmm. that made like weapons or something like that. Yeah. Like, where is like the moral gray area? Do you do you feel that about this film? Like obviously he sells guns and he sees the he sees the effects of them like pretty closely, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the issue that Jared Leto runs into later. Yeah. I don't know. It made me think a lot about that, which, which I think is what this movie is successful at is like the idea that he has to constantly dance in this moral gray area while arguing about, you know, like making excuses for what he does as like, it's, it's like a tool or it's a thing or like, like the, gov- the government does it or things like yeah. that. And I, and I was thinking, I was thinking a lot about that, like leading up to this about like how weapons of war, like so much goes into creating them yeah. that it's not just like, it's like, I was, I don't know. I just thought about like where the line is, where something is like morally or ethically permissible yeah and not, that's all. I don't know. In terms of, are you asking would I do a job like that? Here's here's or generally like what do you think about that idea? Because like here's an example, right? Like a helicopter needs an engine, yeah. And companies that make and en- like engines for helicopters or jets or tanks or whatever also make engines for cars, yeah. That consumers drive in, yeah. And you didn't you wouldn't like necessarily call like Volkswagen necessarily like a weapons company, right? Right, totally. But they yes. do make thing. They they. Sorry, I don't know if Volkswagen does. Sorry, just to be clear. But like a company like <laughs> a that whatever car company, could yeah. possibly be involved in, in things like that. Sure. Boeing is a really good example. Boeing, you ride on a Boeing plane to get to to go on a commercial flight. Yeah, and they also make planes that kill people. Yes, that are used in you know yeah this kind of shit. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. It's like it's something that I think this movie is good at making you think about if you want to think about it yeah yeah it's um stuff can be two things is what the crux of that is yeah but it's really like do we then just stop uh letting supercomputers do their job because they do just as well for medicine advancements as they do for fucking hijacking the military base of a small country or yeah. something or like or or even like commercial drones that like um there you we're are seeing like right now in like the ukraine war yeah that like lots of people are used just using like consumer level drones to f- yeah. do stuff you know, yeah which is really interesting but i don't know i think like that's what's this movie is kind of about because like nicholas cage gets away with it in a way yeah not not on moral not in a moral way because mm-hmm. like his family abandons him but he does like it's always a reminder that it's like he's like look i do this yeah but so does the government 
totally. So do these people. Yeah. That's his always his argument for dancing around the ethical implications of it. But I don't think he even has any moral quandary at all. And if that yeah. character is, or if Nicolas Cage's character is trying to argue with his wife and be like, why, well, if I didn't sell these guns to small children in Africa, someone else would, you know, or the government would, yeah, and or yeah. whatever he, however he tries to pontify it, doesn't matter because he, in his heart, loves what he does. And whether or not he's honest about it to another person, that's fine. He's also, like, good at it. He's That's good at his... Fun. He's, yeah. like, charismatic. He's glib. He has a great relationship with other warlords. It's great. Yeah. So why wouldn't he do this for, like, an unimaginable amount of money where to appease his wife at some point, he's like, all right, whatever. I'll fucking... I'll go into oil trade. <laughs> I'll do natural yeah. resources instead of a weapon. But that's not all that different either. And then, like like he says, when he goes straight for a minute, he's like, Profits. he's like, there's still profit in exploiting third world countries for yeah. resources. He's like, it's, it's just, just harder to make a buck at it, basically. Yeah. Which is like, it's so interesting because one big issue I have with this movie is that sometimes it's it's like Nicolas Cage is a little bit like nihilistic mm-hmm. and and devilish. Yeah. But the movie also doesn't fully like. It, it lands on this like moral gray area yeah where but it, instead of that being interesting to me i'm just kind of like well what what does this movie even want to say because what is it even trying to say i don't you know? think he's in the gray area at all and i think everybody around him is he's not but the he movie is black the and movie white is though That's because jared leto's character is like worried about leaning into the wrong stuff because yeah. his wife is like, oh, I I can't support this blood on my hands because of all the shit you bought me. So through the other characters, we're supposed to feel like guns are bad. But Nick <laughs> Nicholas Cage is like, guns are fucking awesome. And I can't wait to shoot a baby in we're, the face. Yeah, so yeah. how do you not get guns on board rule. with that guy? Yeah. He's fucking, he rips. One of, my favorite, one of my favorite things about this movie, we'll skip right to the end, is when he's like, he's like that's the lesson never go to war especially, especially with, with yourself. yourself and he walks <gasps> off and then i always i always like imagine he, and then he like he ducks back in and he's like also don't sell guns illegally to uh create like ethnic <laughs> cleansing that's also the lesson Un- <laughs> unless you make a lot of money doing it <laughs> but that's the thing is like is like when i when i read when i watch this movie again at the end when when he says that and he walks off i'm like yeah Surely that's not the only message. <laughs> like, like just never go to war, especially with your. It's like, what does that even mean? And then also, it's, like, it's this kind of like, well, also don't do your job. <laughs> Why well, are you kidding me? I would buy a gun from Nick Cage so fast. I would buy one but so you fast. You are amoral. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. it's true. There is no gray. Yeah, area when you get this. a little alcohol in you, you are fucking <laughs> like right now. Just out of here yeah a kalashnikov baby all right let's get into the plot because I, I have a lot to say about the plot but like yeah uh yuri played by nick cage vitaly played by jared leto and their family they flee fled ukraine they come yeah. to brighton beach new york which is a classically uh russian ukrainian area of new york as far as i know i believe uh james gray's little odessa is about this area mm-hmm. i've never seen that movie but james gray rules and they have this like little ukrainian restaurant and like they're very americanized like they try to fit in with americanized yeah. stuff they pretend that his dad so far as his pre- his dad pretends to be jewish and really loves it and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and um, <laughs> which is such a good touch it is pretty funny so that's what i mean by like having moments of really good writing when like sure important characters are not fleshed out they're very two-dimensional yeah. but there's little cute things that there are moments the thing the thing that i like about this movie that they didn't lean into enough is yeah. when they're actually explaining the idea like how how this illegal weapons trade works mm-hmm. that's when i'm like i'm there like i want to hear about that more yeah the part where they're at the huge um the huge gun show yeah and like I was going to make a joke about your arms being the gun show, but like, I just couldn't think of it in the moment. <laughs> but like when, when they're there and you're just kind of, I'm like, wait, I want to know about this like weapons road show. Yes. Like I want to know more about yeah. that. And yeah. yeah. And instead they, they fucking, they, they cut it off and like, it's like a minute long and, and it only serves like one purpose. And we'll, yeah, we'll get to it. But like he go, he goes there to meet Simon Weiss, who is mm-hmm. played by um Ian Holm. And, but I'm like, 
yeah but what else are you doing there that's what i want to know too yeah. it's like you're surely not that is there to meet that guy i know like, what exactly what does one do when you're there you that know? would have been a good chance to like see his personality and how he be- uses that salesmanship but can you imagine like the film's not that long if there was just like a couple clips of him just like yeah, at dude. a table and some guys like being like yeah and this is a newsie and blah blah and explaining the stuff that he later explains to someone yeah anyway so he's like he's trying to find his way in america and he watches there's uh like russian gangsters are constantly at war with each other in this territory and he sees this uh guy almost get killed mm. and again at I still can't explain what sparks in his mind where he's like, ah, this looks like a fun career. (laughs) It's so dumb. Because it's money. That's all there is for How does he know that from watching a dude almost die in in a restaurant? Like, how is he Uh, like, oh, yeah, I bet there's a lot of money in that. It's like, he just, he has nothing better to do, right? One, it made his little pee pee heart. It made it, it was. Yeah. His little, his tiny knit cage. What's up? Stand at attention. That's right. And then when when you're like, oh, this is good. Also, maybe money question mark. Yeah, and so he decides to get into the legal gun trade. And while I do, I have qualms with that kind of story contrivance. Weirder things in the world have happened. <laughs> uh, like as as we record this, uh, fucking Evgeny Prigozhin just died in in Russia. Do you know who that is? Oh have God, you been following what? the news? I can't read. Do you, you know the Wagner Group? Yes. Yeah. So Yevgeny Prigozhin is the leader of the Wagner Group. Do you know what he did before he was the leader of a militia? No. He was a caterer. So, no. Like, like weirder fucking things have happened. Like the Prigozhin, oh. what like started out as like he didn't start out. He was at one point was like a caterer, and then someone was like, "How do you feel about catering to armed death. men?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And he was like, "I will do anything to you, Vladimir. I will s your d." whoa yeah Yeah. um he's dead anyway so that's really cool and so he convinces jared fucking leto to (laughs) go on his fucking fucking brother yes and uh, unbelievable now we got to break down a specific scene Uh so they're in the restaurant and jared leto is uh acting really good as he (laughs) is wont to do (laughs) And oh my god, it's such. So when he's you, cooking, you and I watched this together. Yes. And when this happened, we both like gave each other this look, and I was like, I know that this will never, <laughs> I will never be able to look at this seriously, ever again in my life. Jared Leto's cooking, and at the back door of the restaurant, there is a sign on the door that says, "Beware of the dog." <laughs> in a kitchen. <laughs> This is, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then what happens? It's so man? hard to even talk about. Go it's so on. Bad. Finish your thought. And there's a, yeah. <laughs> so, and Nick Cage is like, why do you have that sign, essentially? And Jared Leto is like, this, I can't even do it. I love that your face is in your hand right now, just shaking. Jared Leto is like, oh, it's, it's more of a reminder for me yeah. to beware of the dog in me. <laughs> it's so fucking yes Uh, yes the thing that i said to you yeah i i think i yelled at you (laughs) out of frustration was (laughs) why can't jared leto just act like a normal person it's like the first thing he says in the whole movie and you're just like fuck Fuck. (laughs) he leto'd it why can't you just fucking like i i get that like it's a shitty line but even jared leto can't like do it (laughs) the king of of delivering shitty lines can't do like this just oh it's because it's because i want morbius not less are you sure bias bro he's better in morbius than he was in this it's It's fucking fantastic unbelievable you know why because i think I mean, of course, Jared Leto is his own species. But but the reason he's so Leto in this is because Nick Cage is restrained as a performer. And this might be his like second best performance I've ever seen in any Who, Nick Leto Cage Leto or film. Cage? Nicholas Cage. No, Cage is very Cage good. is like pulled back. He's fucking just acting the shit out of this thing, but in such a good way. This to me is like his second best performance after, after Gone adaptation. In 60 Fuck out of here. Gone in sixty seconds. Stop right? your mouth. Two Yuri's don't make a right. Ad- <laughs> <laughs> no, that no. Adapt cars. Adapt Ad- Gone Ad- in sixty Ad- seconds. Speedy no, Ad- you're right. Adaptation yes. is, is pretty wonderful. Phenomenal. He's so good in it. Yeah. And then that's why I 
I think that like anything Andrew Nichol writes for Cage in this movie makes sense for him but as his character. I think I the thing maybe that I was more taken by when I was younger when I saw this movie is like yeah. Cage can deliver those shitty lines. Yeah. Leto cannot. No. Leto cannot do it. No. Leto can't fucking just act he can't he can't toss off a, a shitty line like a normal guy, no. you know? No. And that that line especially that <laughs> is just... It's for the dog in me. Or we've been saying it to each other too much. <laughs> it's for the last yeah. 10 days. Yeah. Every time. We've been talking about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, were you hungry? Yeah. yeah it's the dog, dog in me. me. <laughs> and so they go to the gun show, Pree's arms, and they... Um, <laughs> they oh sorry well he i mean he first he decides to like sell an uzi which i actually do i like that scene yeah like cage is really good in that scene he reminds me a lot of uh two rogers don't make a right yes not you <laughs> well you pointed at me i was like it's true i'm gesturing towards you i too I am a charismatic do. gunner i i often gesture towards the dog in you <laughs> 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 yeah when i gesture at you it's more towards the dog in you. the dog yeah. in me yeah um so he sells an uzi and then he convinces leto to like join him yeah in the business and and like yeah it, yeah and then they go to the gun show and then he decides like si- he meets um in home and in home basically is like you're an amateur get the fuck out of my face yes although he says it all in homie and he's like you're an amateur get he's the fuck he's out like of my for face. for like two minutes in the entire film basically yeah he's good collectively and you know what you know what's another thing in home much like in from hell Mm -hmm. he can deliver a dumb a dumb line really well because he has one later that i enrages (laughs) me he drives me fucking up the wall oh my god but he delivers it it fucking spot on yes because in home is a fucking great actor Mm -hmm. so and then nick cage is basically like i gotta figure out like we gotta figure out what to do and he they end up getting a break and this is another thing that's kind of like a plot contrivance is like he's like we got our first big break in lebanon and i'm like yes but how like how how well, it's, did it's, you do it's it it's all the machinations of, of sorry i i take that back i do know how he does it i remember he meets a guy at his dad's synagogue yeah an israeli guy who gets him in touch with an is- israeli forces yes. this is a 1982 Lebanon war, which mm-hmm. I believe was between Lebanon and Israel. And That's he right. He goes to Lebanon. He sells to both Israel and Lebanon. That's how he gets into Lebanon too. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I take that back. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. But um, and then they see these soldiers massacring these uh, young like child soldiers Mm -hmm. and that's when you first understand that Leto is a bleeding heart liberal over here (laughs) 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 the dog in him is whimpering (laughs) the dog in him is a cock (laughs) not the the children (laughs) think of the children (laughs) shut the fuck up and then so they I mean they do the fucking they do the guns and they and then eventually there's a scene where they're in Colombia mm. and this drug lord tries to pay for the guns with six keys of Coke, pure cocaina. Yeah. That pure cocaine for your nose holes. Yes. Yeah. And Yuri is like, no coca, on- no drogas, only gunas. Only dineros. Only el ganos. Yes. Yeah. Spanish. Spanish stuff. Sure. <laughs> and then, so, okay. I ha- also have to break this down a little because it's it drives me insane too. And this is yep. the part I was talking about. Nicholas Cage gets shot. They go to like a hospital and stuff, but in the car they do cocaine. Yes. They do some of the cocaine to take the edge off. Cause, oh my yeah. God. And then Leto basically is like, I, I really, I'm really enjoying this cocaine. I, I do, I think I that, do um, like some cocaine. He's like, I'm finding, he said, Mr. Nicholas, I'm really finding that I'm enjoying <laughs> this highly addictive drug. <laughs> please sir can i have some more cocaine Uh, why don't you leave this with me and i will make sure that it gets home to the united states oh my god so they and then cage goes off he finds him in bolivia uh on like a fucking bender and leto is just like totally fucked up on drugs and he's now a drug addict yeah now in the voiceover leading up to this part nicholas cage says he says this thing where he's just like i don't know what v was running from maybe i'd never understood And it's just this like this weird kind of screenwriterly trick where they're just like you as the viewer don't have to worry about about any reason why he's like this. Yeah. 
And therefore, I'm never going to explain why he's like this at Pretty all. Much. Because they never do. And then later, when Leto gets shot, oh, well, that's a cathartic moment for me as a person. Yeah. In the film, you just, you what comes across is you're just like, oh, so he's just a pawn for Nicolas Cage's emotional story. And there's no yeah. fucking reason for this. It's, it's really, really frustrating. Because while Leto is a shitty actor, he doesn't deserve... To this like lack complete lack of character that's the thing that really fr- he has true. no real journey you true know? and like and you know even with um ava fontaine or like jared uh, nicholas cage's wife i would have liked to see like jared leto and nick cage's wife have like a more yeah of a like a platonic relationship at least be like yeah your brother you know like it would have been nice to see them kind of bond a little bit if not yeah have him just be this fucking loner the, the thing is is that Lido Lido sees these kids in Lebanon get shot yeah later in the movie he tries to stop stop this deal because he knows that all of these people down this in Africa are gonna die yeah but the thing is, is like well he was always he always felt like the, it was wrong totally you know what I think the problem is mm. one of the issues and obviously this is, is not very good criticism because this isn't really what the movie is yeah the antagonism between Ethan Hawke and Nicolas Cage is mm. really empty. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke comes up later. We haven't gone to that part yet. But the antagonism between like Ethan Hawke as an Interpol agent and Nicolas Cage as as a gunrunner yeah. is just kind of like, yeah, well, of course. like well, it's, it's a foregone conclusion that the authorities would be after him. Yeah. But it would make more sense that an, the antagonism being between Cage and his brother and his wife would be better if it was developed more. Right. And it just isn't. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> There's nothing because, there. Because the, Bridget Moynihan's character also is like a moral person. And yeah. he, and and like she just is being lied to. And that's that's what... She, yeah. She's mostly just a face and a body in the entirety of this film. Yeah. Except for five minutes where she's like, I can't believe you brought all this stuff with drug money and then she disappears again and, afterwards. And like, no and one cares about her. And Nicolas Cage is also like he basically like ma- is like mistaken in his interpretation of what she wants. Yeah. Cause he, and we'll, we'll get to it later when he tries to seduce her. He's just like very sexistly kind of his life. She just wants to be wealthy and stuff. And like, but sh- she obviously can't handle it later when she finds out that everything is bought with like yeah. blood money. She right? just doesn't know it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the movie takes a fucking dip for me as soon as Jared Leto gets addicted to drugs which is pretty early on. He goes full ham. Like he's like, I'm going to draw a map of Ukraine they, with cocaine. It, and then snort like, the whole map. It's like does coke once and <laughs> next scene he's going to rehab, which yeah, yeah. I, is great. Sure, is fine, great. People fine. should do that if they get addicted to drugs. And obviously it's very highly addictive, but like it completely fucks up his character. Yeah. And then, but that's like such a, I found I find it's like such a cop out. Like yeah, man. for, for him to just be like, Oh, he's a fuck up because he just did drugs one time. That's it. I don't know. And and and, yeah. and I don't even know if that's what the effects are typically, but I think he does the most. I think one of with the, it, like in the DSM five or whatever, one of the symptoms of opiate uh, like addiction is drawing a map of Ukraine with everything, <laughs> with anything you can find. Yeah. 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 Any any drug. Yeah. Every time I have like a coffee and a straw, <laughs> you can't stop me. Yeah. Slurping it Ukraine style. It's just that dog in you. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> People often say that like um, three is like the magic number for comedy. And we're going to really push past that. With yeah. The a little dog bit. In you joke. We're going to keep going <laughs> every five minutes. We're going to make this fucking joke. So don't worry, guys. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> um, and then we have like the, the boat scene with um, Ethan Hawke, which um, or maybe I'm s- so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe the boat scene comes before the Lido getting addicted to drugs, but there's a boat scene where we in- finally introduce uh, Jack Valentine. Yes, <laughs> by the Ethan most Hawk. hard government name of all time. Jack Valentine. He's Jack got a, Valentine. He's got a five foot gun and a six foot dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He fucking Ethan Hawke, man. What a great fit. This is a great look for him. Yeah. His like barely contained bureaucratic fury that like he just yeah. i'm i am so good at my job that 
even after catch the bad guy, I would never break the rules, even if it gets me to get the bad guy to he, stop doing this. He's, he's such a good boy. He, he has a really good he has a really good moment later in the plane scene. Yeah, when he gives like a speech about why he's like doing what he's doing, which mm-hmm. is, is good. But again, I, yet another wholly undeveloped character. Yes, in, in my opinion, <laughs> I, I don't think it's very like no. It's like the the thing is, is like yes he has he has a speech which I I quite like later but it's also kind of like yeah dude it's your job. Like that's yeah. that's what you that's kind of like the moral um that's like the lowest bar for your job. I think you should feel that way. Right. But I want to know a little more about him kind mm-hmm. of I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, the the boat scene is good. There the problem I have with the boat scene is like there's not a lot to it other than to just introduce Ethan Hawke. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like it, it's it's a fun it's a it's fun different set enough. piece though. Yeah. Yeah. And like Yeah. I don't know. And and that kind of stuff too, like where is kind of where it gets into him talking about the process of gun running, like hiding them in the containers with the potatoes and blah blah. I, I think yeah. that stuff is really fun. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. After Jared Leto goes to rehab, it's like the big seduction scene with Ava Fontaine, <laughs> which I hate. I think it's so stupid. This is and and oh, I'm sorry. We have to talk about the music because yes. there's a really fucking corny ass song used in this scene. It's glamorous by Fergie. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. What yeah. is it? No, but there's an even cornier scene used in the scene where Jared Leto does cocaine. It's the song "Cocaine" by Eric Clapton. Yeah, which you I couldn't imagine of that you would ever use cocaine. It's like <laughs> such a brilliant turn. The other thing too, it's like there's a couple song choices in this where you're just like, this fucking really, like really, this is the song you chose. Because in the start of the film, when they're doing the little montage of like a bullet being manufactured, they use an anti-war song. So they're like, we've done the cheeky thing now, but now we're going to be pretty heads on. They also use, but that song is also incredibly <coughs> famous. Yes. And, and I, I think that like, that's okay if they had just used that one song. Yeah. But then they're using like fucking... Young Americans by David Bowie when they talk about being in America. <laughs> cocaine when they're doing cocaine. Yes. Fucking Le'Veon Rose in the scene where he's seducing Ava Fontaine, which is Yo. just a fucking insulting. What's but up? The pinnacle, the most insulting song, even though it's a very good version of the song, is they use Hallelujah in this. When at the end when Bridget Moynihan finds the locker full of weapons oh right. oh yeah. yes with they her child hallelujah yeah, and yeah yeah hallelujah was already outdone when they used it in fucking shrek so like i can't i just can't <laughs> imagine them being like yeah this is a great idea and it's just so yeah you can't usurp shrek it's tall I, I, game i also think that like although martin scorsese has proved us wrong that like oftentimes when a movie has made an iconic scene or a very poignant scene with a certain song most other movies should be like we shouldn't use that we should yeah. not use this yeah, song yeah yeah because it's been fucking done. The mental association is already in yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like uh, I just I don't know. And Hallelujah is just fucking mm. fucking overdone. It's a great <laughs> song, but it's over overdone. <laughs> anyway, so the, she he seduces Ava Fontaine with just spending a shit ton of money, and it's like it's like ultimately like kind of sexist and empty. Like he's just like yeah. I just by it the, would be yeah. Um, it would have been like all sweet and overlooked if this was a, ro- a rom com. But it's so hard to picture Nicolas Cage as an actor who is capable of being a romantic leader, uh, yeah. lead. I don't know, man. It just c- didn't sit well with <laughs> me. Know, babe, have you ever seen The Rock? Come on. <laughs> 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 yeah. And yeah, and then so like luckily they just go straight from the seduction into the marriage and they, they get married. Yeah. Him and Bridget. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all fine. And then the USSR dissolves. Dun, dun, dun. And that's a big deal because yeah. uh, Yuri can finally go back to Ukraine and pillage his former country of all of their small arms, which of is course. great for him. That's when, so like, that's a big deal. He goes back to meet an uncle who's part of it, who was, was in the Red Army. Mm-hmm. Now the nothing army. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and also he beats uh, Simon West, Weiss there, Bilbo. Yeah. He beats Bilbo there and now the... teacher has become the the student student has has become become the the master master. and now here's a scene where ian holmes says something that i find just so fucking annoying (laughs) what does he say they go out for dinner and ian holm i can't this is another i cannot say this with a straight face it's so fucking dumb he's like the problem with gun runners going to war is there's no shortage of ammunition 
it's so meaningless. Like, what is it? What is it? It's because there's no winners. But what is he trying to say? That there's a dog in him that has <laughs> unlimited bullets coming out of its mouth teeth. There's a dog made of bullets inside <laughs> <Yes>. of me. <laughs> unlimited bark, bark, bullets. Bark, bark, yeah. bark, bark, bark. That's what that is, okay? God, do not question genius. Stupid. I don't understand the problem. Anyway, then Ian Holm kills Yuri's uncle. And yeah. Yuri's like... That sucked. Oh, no. I was having, I was enjoying that time with my family. My uncle was the only somewhat likable character so far. Yeah, in he was my great. Family. He's a drunk Russian guy. That's never been a stereotype that we've <laughs> ever heard seen. Yeah. Well, there's also a very poignant line about three big things that come out of Russia: is vodka, caviar, and dead poets. <laughs> dead drunk r- poets. I drunk think. Drunk poets. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hard. That's a callback to that line. That's why they had to kill him the, off. Of the film Drunk Poet Society. <laughs> of, the, of the Drunk Poet Society. <laughs> no jokes. My captain, my... Something. My sh- um, captain. Oh, oh, Captain, my... Oh, Captain Morgan, my Captain Morgan. Oh, shit. Yeah, so then Yuri expands his uh, his uh, product line to uh, Liberia. They have, like, an e- uh, actor named Eamon Walker plays yeah. Andre Baptiste, who's clearly based off of Charles Taylor. Yes. Like... I don't know why they, I guess Charles Taylor was probably still alive. He's like, I will sue you for calling <laughs> me a dictator. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. Yes. Um, I think Title that, drop. I think Eamon Walker is like very good in this. Fantastic. In this role. Yeah. But ultimately it does kind of like, it comes across as a bit of like this like African stereotype in a way. Like the, Sure. But it's the, like a likable way. But well, the way that it's like, it's like a war-torn wasteland and even though like i'm not saying that violent dictators are like super cool but yeah. it is a little bit like uh, i don't know it, it comes across as a little bit like ooh, africa big red x like yeah, yeah 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 well like of course they're not gonna um first of all they didn't spend any time on giving any characters any depth so yeah. they're not gonna take time off to show that other innocent people in Africa are also suffering as a result of these so, guns. Something that is missing here is is like it, lots of these conflicts that they're talking about are based on real conflicts. Yes. I don't know anything about what was happening in Liberia, although I did know that there was it was like in bloody civil war for a long time, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. It would be nice to know that, you know? Like it would be nice to kind of know what was happening yeah. so that you're like, like he goes to Liberia and you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> all right. I, I What's already going on there. And and like I you assume obviously there's war, but it is it would be nice to like have some historical context of the whole thing. In in my opinion. It despite the um like the only real historical context is like the um the Berlin Wall falling. I thought it was already too dense with information. They're already doing too much with like Russia, Ukraine. Like they're dropping like seventeen names. In the past I forty want, minutes, I want more of that. And I, I, I already had such a tough time like zeroing in on that shit. On top of bad shit acting from some of the people, like, I, if they could have streamlined it in a way that it was easier to follow, and I think a lot of like cool dialogue and all the interactions are a little bit lost because they're trying so hard to be like, fucking the, every five seconds there's a voiceover. And I'm like, enough with that. I don't want to know all this information. Just like do the acting and have two people talk in a room for 20 minutes. It's really interesting you say that because when the um, at the outset of the Russia Ukraine war last year, when Russia invaded Ukraine, you were like, oh, Russia's invading who? (laughs) Oh, I got (laughs) to. I gotta learn another country's name. Now I gotta name. know a word is bullshit. You're like, I just, I just learned I just that Russia was was all of that. <laughs> and then I gotta learn this fucking Interpol guy's name was the <laughs> sickest name of all time. Yeah. And you, when you barely hear the words Jack Valentine more than twice, like three times tops. Yeah, but really, you should be saying that. Name but like, all I'm the time. supposed to memorize like 14 warlords' names? Nah, son. <laughs> All I got is that dog oh, in me. Sierra, <laughs> where? Fuck. Yeah, come please, on. God. It was, it was, it was a lot of info for I too wanted, little time. I wanted fucking more of it. Why don't you bro? read a book yeah. about <laughs> it, will. Dan? I will. Damn. Yeah, and so like, like Eamon Walker is good. I, I like his role, and he's just yeah. like he's like an African dictator, and he you know buys guns from Yuri, and that's kind of his thing. And he's also a very scary guy. <laughs> he drops that he has the title drop in this. Part of the I, I like writing. that actually, and yeah. that was such a good piece of it. So he he has a way with words where he mixes up the order. So he would say "bath of blood" bath instead of "bloodbath," blood yeah. and then he would say "the Lord of War," which 
cutely like Nick Cage tries to correct him and say, "You mean to say warlord?" He's like, but cutely he's like, "I like it better the way I say it." See, that little bit of writing is yeah. good. So good. I like that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's what makes me think that, um, this movie is not like. It's it's worth watching despite its flaws. Yeah, and I, it's worth I agree. remembering I and coming back to it. Yeah. It has an incredible opening scene that just stays with you, um, which I want to talk about later because we didn't touch on it. And then it also the closing scene, which does a fairly decent. There's job. also a scene we're about to talk to you too, which I, I really like the plane scene on the highway. I think that is like yeah. a really interesting scene. Yeah, where basically they he like has a plane full of guns and and the Interpol guys are like, oh, you got to land. So he makes them land on this highway. Yeah. Jack Valentine. Jack Valentine. Jack Valentine. Jack Valentine. He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I, I'll walk over there, but my dick is so big that I can't, <laughs> I can't really walk right. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm dragging it across the And then he says, he's tarmac. like, he's like, I'm going to leave you here for 24 hours, basically. And then you watch this plane get like stripped of everything overnight, which is really cool. And like, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Scene. And then uh, when Nicolas Cage returns to Monrovia, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Baptiste is like, hey, look who I found. It's your old it's your old buddy who you're gone to war with. Your rival. Yeah. And Hell he's yeah. like, you want to kill him? All right, let's do it. And then he makes him kill Bilbo. But it's nice the way they do that, too, because he's like, we'll bo- both of us will hold a gun, even though Andre's the one who pulls the trigger, right? Yeah. So... Nick Cage doesn't even look him in the eye. I think his eyes are closed. But it's not like he says, you can stop this at any time, but he doesn't. So he does want revenge. And also, he does want... Also, literally in the scene before, I think he says something along the lines of like, I don't have a gun in my hand. You'd never catch me with a gun in my hand. Yeah. I don't, I'm not shooting anybody. Yeah, there you go. And so, then he bum, bum, bum. has a gun in his hand and shoots someone. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, he gets all fucked up on drugs. And he likes it. Yeah, he does. He, he was he he says very offhandedly that he was addicted to coke. Yeah, but um, you can only have one like crazy coked out character in this movie. So at a know. time, man. yeah. So yeah. he was, and then um, Ethan Hawke goes back and fucking tells Ava about his her husband's business, and she's like, "Oh, I don't like that." And then yeah. Nick Cage returns, and he's like, "Oh, oops." <laughs> and then basically, he decides to go straight for a bit. You know, make yeah. a, make an honest living, even though it's like pretty it's probably pretty corrupt too but when you're good at something you know do yeah. it yeah and then monetize on, baby andre <laughs> yeah make <laughs> that content yeah <laughs> he would be a great youtuber today he really would yeah um and then uh andre baptiste shows up in america and he's like hey i need guns still what are you up to <laughs> oh man like, yeah. he's like oh, i'll get back into it and then crucially this entire time, the reason we haven't talked about Jared Leto is because literally nothing important happens with this character. He's still a cokehead. That's all you need That's to know. That's it. And then he's back. Jared Leto's back at the restaurant, and Nicolas Cage is like, I'm going to Sierra Leone for one last job. I want you to come with me. And Jared Leto is like, against all of my better lack of judgment, <laughs> I'll go with you for yes, some brother. reason. And uh, at that same time, Ava Fontaine goes to find Nick Cage's... Uh, shipping container full of evidence yes where ethan hawk also follows her too and is like i found everything i need mm-hmm. meanwhile in sierra leone he's like selling guns to these this scene is so silly i i find it like so goofy yeah like arming children and stuff no like he's selling guns to these this like military force and it's like and yeah. then and like once they get the guns they're gonna go down there and massacre these people and it's like mm-hmm. what are you, did you not bring did you leave your fucking ak's at home like what are you doing like why do you have to wait for these guns to do this thing <laughs> But I, I get it. It's a contrivance for cinematic quality. Sure. I understand, but yeah. it's so goofy. And then Jared Leto finally has the conscience and blows up half the guns and gets shot to death. Many times to death. So it's the most Bollywood scene of all time. <laughs> yeah. He's got like 1,700 bullet holes in him and he's still like coughing and trying to get a last line in yeah. somehow. Can I also ask... Because Hollywood has really led me astray in this regard. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do grenades work? <laughs> you could put the pin back in and it would not explode. I understand that. But oftentimes it, the the amount of time that it takes for them to explode is varied throughout yeah. cinema cinematic history. It it implodes on contact with another surface. So if, you're, if you Does unpin it? and you just hold it, you could hold it forever. Really? Yes. 
I am. Why do you know this? Because I got a dog in me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I I don't. I'm just bullshitting. But yeah, let's find out. Jared Leto is holding it. Yeah. And and holding an unpinned grenade with yeah. the pin in, in one hand and the grenade in the other. And Nick Cage takes the grabs it out and puts the pin back in. That's it. But I from love I, it. Sorry, but w- one of one of cinema's great films, The Thin Red Line, <laughs> clearly shows that Woody Harrelson pulls out a pin. Yeah. And then leaps to leaps away to cover it, and it doesn't touch anything; it just explodes. Yeah. And he blows his butt off, as he says. <laughs> yes. Do not laugh. The Thin Red Line is not so- a funny I'm film. Sorry. It's not a comedy. Why did you say blows okay. his butt off? Because he literally does say that in the movie. Oh my yeah. gosh, guys, Thin Red Line. That movie's got some dog in it. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, listeners. So Lido is dead. Yeah. Nicholas Cage's whole family is like, we don't like you very much anymore. When he returns to America with Leto's body, uh, one bullet remains hidden in Leto's body. And yeah, they're when... not able to do a good enough autopsy that he bribes um, yeah. the guy to make sure all the bullets are removed. I don't want to go to prison, but they miss one. Yeah. And then uh, Ethan Hawke's like, gotcha, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then there's the final kind of scene where he's been arrested and... and uh, Jack Valentine is like, excuse me, just gotta get my five foot dick out of the way. <laughs> and then he sits down and he's like, you're going to jail, bitch. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage is like, I'm never going to see the inside of a courtroom because mm-hmm. someone's about to come pick me up. That's right. And that someone is, is... General Oliver North. <laughs> no, it's a, um, it's a guy who's clearly apparently based on Oliver North. Yeah. Uh, played by the voice of... Uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Donald, right? Not yeah. Kiefer, Donald. No, yeah. no. Papa Sutherland. Yeah. We just watched Phone Booth, speaking of the Southern. Yeah, ones. what's up? Good movie. Oh, um, I thought that's what made you think of Phone Booth, and I thought maybe that's why we watched no, it. No, I'm I'm always thinking about Phone Booth, actually. True. I thought about it today. Facts. Yeah. yeah. I talk about it a lot. Phone Booth is a good movie. Yeah. Fucking good. So Colin Farrell plays this agent, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he has a six-foot dick, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's too big to fit in the phone booth. <laughs> and the dog calls him. Oh, God. <laughs> time for a walk woof woof i um, hate this and basically he's like is rescued by the u.s government who's like no nah, this guy's kind of useful yeah and then he continues on selling guns he's like no this is fun but his entire family and everyone has disowned him yeah and the lesson is <laughs> never go to war especially with yourself that's 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 the one or sell guns what a line <laughs> with a little caveat also Especially don't sell guns illegally with yourself i hate that line i hate that yeah. line it although, makes no, that one makes no sense to me although with the thing is is i like the motif in that scene where like okay we're going to talk about the opening credits in the very open of this movie you you're, the camera drifts along this ground completely covered in spent shells yeah. and then goes up to Nicolas Cage. He's like in the middle of this like war zone. Mm-hmm. And and in, at the end, you end with that scene and he walks off and it's, yeah. and That's but, right. Yeah, it ties it together. But then it, it goes into the opening credits, which are really good, which most people note are quite cool. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I think that's the... Probably the best part of the movie. That's the best part of the movie. I think that is why they don't spend too much time like going into a lot of the details of like, oh... How does this get made and how do we go to da, 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 da. They spent a lot of that budget up front in the first <laughs> four minute opening credit sequence. I just think it's a very creative And it's so good. Sequence, At yeah. the time, it blew my dick off. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I. The movie does not live up to the promise of the opening credits. That's the opinion. problem. Yeah. That's, you nailed it. That's exactly it. What is your it. favorite opening credit sequence? I think I have one off the top of my head. Not Lord many of the Rings. Movies, not many movies do them. I like the Lord of the Rings. Like, I mean, it's easy say. Like, of course, everybody likes that. But like, the Lord, it's yeah. so memorable. The Lord of the Rings get you really fucking amped. Yeah. What's What's yours? Ooh, it's actually a toss up. But it's a toss up between two Fincher films. Seven <laughs> has a really iconic opening sequence. Shit. Okay. Opening credit sequence. Also, although I don't like it as much, when I f- when when I saw Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in theaters, yeah. the opening credit for that, because it was so loud, is uh, unreal. It really gets you pumped for that nice, movie. Yeah. Nice. Does it? Does Does Lord of the Rings count as opening credits? If it's the entire prologue, no. No, right? No. So I don't think that's... But yeah, although yeah. although the... the if, if you think back to how The Fellowship of the Ring opens, it's on a 
black screen. Yeah. And then you hear Galadriel talk and yeah. then the Lord of the Rings fades in and the music at that point, that does kind of count. And that's that title drop is pretty fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. But like in terms of holding your attention for four minutes, Lord of the Lord of Lord of, ugh, Lord of War, War of the Lords, War yeah. of the Lords knocks it out of the park. It's They're great. Yeah. Fucking sick job. Well, we haven't even explained it. What is it? It's a bullet being made and being shipped to a war zone. That's which right. Which is very cool. And you're kind of in the POV. And you are the, point. yeah, it's like yeah. the bullets POV. And then there's yeah. like a fuck cheeky little anti-war song for that opening gambit. Yeah, Buffalo Springfield song. Yeah. yeah. How does it go? Don't know. Oh, man. No. I thought the only way we could get away with it was if we sang it together. And so I'm just it's kidding. Buffalo Springfield covering uh, Umbrella by Rihanna. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> at some point at some point uh, i i read a really cool thing about this too i actually wrote it down um someone mentioned that the this opening scene from this movie is used as an example of the need and function of export compliance and regulation Mm -hmm. so someone's mom or mother-in-law works in a field and her job is to like stop Syria and other third world countries from getting supercomputers. Her job is to get in the way and make sure that they illegally never acquire a supercomputer, which is far more dangerous than guns, right? Yeah. So, for instance, if someone buying them in Europe and then resells them to, I don't know, Iraq, and then it's her job to make sure that that does not happen. So she uses the Lord of War opening credit in many of her seminars and training. Oh, interesting. And... Because it like very accurately illustrates how illegal supply chain operates. Yeah. Um, at the end of that opening credit sequence, the bullet finally comes out and shoots, shoots a shoots child a in, the, in head. the head. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, what a way to fucking what get the opener. user. Yeah. Um, I just it's also what a wild job. I didn't even know something like that exists yeah. where you're just monitoring that something does I, not happen. Honestly, like my one of my biggest fears is like, what if ISIS got ChatGPT? <laughs> seriously yeah yeah can you imagine the power of it like i mean all their crazy. slogan banners <laughs> yeah hella creative now yeah they could have like all sorts of logos and stuff isis with mid journey no thanks <laughs> <laughs> what is it good for <laughs> everything it's fucking perfect yeah that yeah that's that's cool there's also like a bunch of cool stuff with uh, them using real tanks in the film and real guns because yeah, <laughs> Andrew Nichol was I like two. He, he was like really disturbed at how easy it was to get so easy. real guns. They and got then they 2,000 them, real they, like, guns. They cut them all in half. They, they yeah. got rid of them in good ways, which is, yeah. That's nice. But yeah. They're also like not real AK-47s. They were a different variant of something. Oh, they right, were, right, right. They were like way they're cheaper to guns. get or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there there's like a little bit in the Wikipedia about it. He was just like, yeah, it's a little disturbing how easy it was to get. The <laughs> Which is like, the thing, the thing I do like about this movie is like, ultimately it's like kind of one of the only movies about this subject. That's what I was thinking and, too. And it is a good message. Yeah. You know? Like I find, I find the delivery of the message has problems. Yes. But I do think that like, ultimately it's very similar although i think blood diamond is a much better film oh shit blood diamond right. is like so straight down the line about its messages yeah and and to the point where they literally have a like a fucking talking head at the un be like oh, be yeah. like um whenever there's a resource in africa uh war erupts over it and it's really bad to do that and then at the end of the movie you're just like yeah that sucked that sucked really bad and this movie yeah. kind of has that too and and whatever you think of those movies, like I, I admire them for that. Another good comparison from the same year is um, Constant Gardener. Oh shit! Speaking of like Africa, Constant right. Garden, Constant Gardener is like so fucking on the nose. Even mm-hmm. though Constant Gardener is a very complicated movie, it's yeah. so on the nose later. Like by the end, you're just like, oh, I get, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a balance with Lord of War between wanting to be send a moral message and entertain. I get that. And, yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I sounded really upset in this episode, but, like, don't worry, because we have a real piece of shit for you next week, so, like, <laughs> it's going to get fucking a little wild. <laughs> it it's ain't gonna, over yet, Don't no. say it, but it's no, going to no, get no, a little out of control. No, 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 I'm not saying nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, my God. I, got, I, I have a question for you, and you can't beat around the bush. You can't, I want a yes or no answer, Okay. After seeing this movie, 
was the Britney Griner trade for the Merchant of Death really a good trade? I heard that um, Victor Bout's three-point percentage, though, is like a, a lot higher than Vic- <laughs> Britney Griner's. So it depends on the system. That's what I'm saying. It, like it, de- it depends on the system you're using. Yeah. I think Britney Griner, taller. Yes. Larger, more athletic, certainly. Yeah. Bout's been out of training. I think in prison, like, there's probably lots of basketball time, but also, you know, like, not, not like in professional Russia league or whatever. So... I don't know. I would have to look more into the statistics. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair. So yeah. So still not a yes or I think, no. <laughs> I think Griner has the pedigree. Yeah. But Bout, Bout has, was playing in a league that was just. Yeah. He didn't get the chance to compete at the Olympics and that kind of would stuff. Would you too. say that he ultimately didn't have the dog in him? <laughs> It's a good trade. I think Merchant of Death should belong where he should be in in the grave. Ugh. He's good. not in the grave though. He's alive. For now. Yeah. But yeah, a girl can dream. Top five. Yeah. Tell me about it. Top five stuff I would trade <laughs> for Victor Bout. No. Jared Leto with in a political barter. Or even in a film. Okay. <laughs> Can I can I offer one up? Yes. Just like a mop with little hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Funny you say that because I struck a, a crisp twenty dollar bill. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> I would trade that for Victor Bout. Anyway. Fuck yeah! yeah. Yes. Yeah. I bet that was the first offer. Honestly, Dude. Putin was like crisp, crisp twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Take it. We have no respect for political. No, I'm like, sorry, political guys. World. No, yeah. it's because. Uh, yeah, this it's hard out here. So yeah, go on. <laughs> but Jared Leto could get traded in for a sentient AI-generated synthetic actor. <laughs> ISIS with ChatGPT. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. that's that's yeah. it. Uh, I don't know what y'all striking about. Oh, I'm just kidding. Please continue <laughs> to. Um, but yeah, he for sure AI take over this guy. Uh, number two, Zac Efron. Um, unbelievable. Yes. Right. I love Zac Efron. What's up? Yeah. He would do such a good job in this. He's I had a hard time believing that Jared Leto could be a believable brother to Nicolas Cage. And so in in that like brotherly relationship, some of these options, trade trades will make more sense. You know what Zach Efron's cocaine is? Mother Earth? Life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Life. That fucking guy rules. I'm high on that. Yeah, man. High on that good good. Yeah. That brown brown, (laughs) which is mud. So (laughs) Oh God. Number three, John Travolta. Which is not say that he would make a good unhinged brother to <laughs> Nick Cage with a face off. That'd be fucking I mean, perfect. has got some coke stuff in his acting past. Coursing in his veins as like we that. speak. Yeah. He's yeah. a great drug addict in Pulp Fiction. So yeah. I think he'd, be, he'd also be like a believable younger brother who's just like, oh, whatever, I'm just cooking in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like this. But yeah. Number just, four. I make good borscht. That's my John Travolta for some reason. Sorry, oh, what's everyone. Up, what's up, borscht? Yeah. Okay, I see you. John Travolta. Got that five foot dick. Yeah. John, John is in the room with us. <laughs> um, Tim Curry. <laughs> as it. Yeah. As, as uh, well. Pennywise. It wouldn't, it would still do less than what Jared Leader did in House of Gucci. Yeah. It would still be restrained. Yeah. Pennywise as Nick Cage's brother. Yeah, go ham. And um, finally, I think uh, a talking gun <laughs> could, <laughs> could replace Jared Leto. Sell, Can you imagine just a sell gun me, like... Sell me, Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> sell me for money. Just this gun like floating over a table trying to snort cocaine. It's got to be... Up the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> it would be such a good movie. Yo, put that CGI into... You know what? Fox, Disney, Warner Brother, you're welcome. Come it's at like, your girl. It like snorts it up and then you hear that like... <laughs> 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 this is a Garth Marenghi episode. Now that, bra, bra, bra. <laughs> Fuck yeah, my god! I, uh, another like, it just made me think of another fucking sick dialogue that that Talking Gun could deliver. It would be, "Guns don't kill people. <laughs> I kill people <laughs> with guns." Pow! No, but they say evil prevails when good men fail to act. What they ought to say is, "Evil prevails." Full stop. Yeah. That was a solid line. There's some fucking tight 
like I, bangers I that are missed. I, I'm not sure if that is a great line, honestly. Wow! Wow! Yeah. My God! The thing one one thing that uh, going back to the very beginning when Nicolas Cage is like, um, it's like one in twelve people own a gun or something like. Or yeah, yeah. The thing something that really frustrates me and it totally sets up the whole movie is he's like. Yeah, like one in 12 people own a gun and or whatever. And he's like, yeah. their only question is like, how do we arm the other 11? Yeah. And the thing that I, I bothers me about that is I was like, I don't actually think real gun sellers believe mm-hmm. that. I don't think they do. I think that this is more of like, how best can we spread? Like, this is a narrative that is similar for drugs also. This is something that pharmaceuticals yeah. can get behind. It, it's not just gun. I know he's obviously a merchant of guns, so he's saying it from that perspective but if we can profitably spread chaos why not do it at the greatest scale possible i mean i guess so but i'm leaning into it but of course he was just like nra it's just a very like what up? it felt very like too nihilisticy and like shit stainy that you're just kind of like what the fuck do you mean like what is that supposed to yeah because he is a black and white character right end of the day they try to give him like a moral line which lasted all of six seconds and then he was like whatever my brother's dead my wife hates me and i I love guns yeah i think too that like this is this is an example where like the protagonist doesn't they don't like turn around in their thinking there there's certain i really like when when it's done well and i don't think it's done i i neither think it's done well nor poorly in this but like there are certain movies where like you know, the protagonist goes on their journey and changes the way they think. Yeah. And and then kind of like their life changes because of that. Yeah. and Or that's what the expectation is. Right. And then there's movies where they go on this journey and they understand that they have changed and their thinking changes, but they continue on the journey even though they know. And I do like that. Like, and this is a movie like that where he's like, mm. he's like, He's still doing it despite knowing better. Yeah. That's, and that's the real tragedy. That's often what tragedies end up being. Yeah. It's like you're still going about it even though you know better. And I like movies like that. I don't think this movie is particularly successful at it. There's lots of good examples. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, and yeah. The real message is never go to war, especially with your dog. Especially <laughs> with your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good message. Good uh, message. Are we done? Done Damn. with this shit. Well, no, it's yeah. not a bad movie, guys. Sorry, I sound mean. It's not. I'm it's not. Kidding. I'm telling you, this movie is worth watching despite its flaws. 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 Yeah. Got you. Got to. It's feeling very punchy. That's all. Go get some. Yeah. Yeah. Little wart. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the low ceiling. It's been the low ceiling. I've been John. And I'm pre. The dog. The dog. Ceiling. This is that dog in me. Dog ceiling. <laughs> Low dog. Woof, 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 woof. woof. Cha-ching. Cocaine <laughs> 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 gun. That is a great band name. Holy shit. All right, bye. <laughs>